AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush Monday with me, Charles W. Bryant, and musical guest Noel Brown. <laughs> was that a Kermit the Frog voice, Chuck? <laughs> no, that's not Kermit the Frog. <laughs> no, who is it? <laughs> it's Don Pardo, SNL. Oh, it kind of sounded like Kermit, Chuck, a little bit. I know Kermit the Frog here. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. It's, it's, you're doing a different cadence now, but the voice, <laughs> I argue, was, the, was very Piggy. much the same. Frog! Oh, wow. We could get a little bit going, Noel. Yeah, let's I didn't do, know you could do a Miss from Piggy. Now, from now on, we should do the show in the characters of, uh, of, of Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. Okay. We're going to start out with Stream This. Frog! <laughs> Is that the only thing you can do? That's all I can do. Yeah, I can't, I can't say other words. Uh, yeah, no, we're going to do a little reverse order and start out with a little stream this action before we get into things. Uh, I watched a couple of music documentaries last week that are highly recommended by moi. Uh, I guess you got to like the musicians, though, to like the, the docs. But I watched the David Crosby documentary, Remember My Name, that was out last year. Fantastic. Really good stuff. Nice. nice. It was uh, just very brutally raw. Like, he's a guy who... In his old age, he's he's dying soon, and he knows that. Mm-hmm. And is at the end of his life, basically saying, all, "All the people I worked with hate me because I'm a big asshole." He knows it though, <laughs> huh? Yeah, has a lot of regrets, and it's just very somber. He's very frank about it all. Um, good stuff. Complicated man, mm-hmm. but but just uh, you know, he said it was his adrenaline and his anger management. He said, you know, I was. When I got mad, adrenaline kicked in, and he said it was instant asshole 
Mm-hmm. And I think he's just one of those guys, you know, that he's leaves the, a, he, a trail of pain in their wake. He's the one that looks like Gallagher, kind of, right? Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, he does a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, really good documentary, though. And it got me to listen. I did not really know this. Um, he did a solo record uh, kind of in the midst of all that. Uh, what's it called here? If only I could remember my name, which I didn't know about. Mm. And they said that it was like a stoner classic and just such a weird psychedelic, bizarre um, thing. And in that the studio was just open and all his friends would just drop by and like, nice. like, Hey, let me add this. Let me put in a vocal part. Let me throw in a lap steel. And it just was this layered, like you should check it out, man. And uh, yeah, I'd love to sit around with the candles on in the dark. And you know, I don't know if you happen to have a joint that that might help. <laughs> sure. Sure. Always. Have you, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, legends potentially on their last and their twilight days, I guess, and making cool work. Have you heard the new Bob Dylan record? Rough yeah. and Rowdy Ways? Is yeah. that what it's called? Of course. It's yes. fucking good, man. It is. Good. Yeah. The first song in particular, the I Contain Multitudes. Yeah. It's got all these like... I Contain kind of, Multitudes. Yeah, multitudes. <laughs> it's got all these really interesting like modern pop culture references. Yeah. That, that, that I'm not used to hearing coming from him. Uh, and I, I, I really found it charming. Also, that lost... Um, Neil Young record that came out yeah. very similarly at the same time. No, I've been listening uh, to that one too. That one's also good. It's great. Um, the first time I saw Dylan was, uh, I think it was maybe during college, he was doing one of these tours and he does this sometimes where he plays like just like very off the beaten path places. And he played in Gainesville, Georgia. <laughs> oh, wow. And if you know, I mean, if you're listening, you don't know Gainesville. It's a just sort of at the foothills where the North Georgia mountains begin. And it's, um, it's a sizable town for North Georgia, but it is very, very small. Mm-hmm. And uh, he played the Gainesville Civic Center, I guess, which I don't know, it was probably like three or 4,000 people. And uh, my buddy Eddie and I, who's a Dylan freak, um, went and camped out nearby and then went to the Dylan show and then went back to our campsite, which is kind of the perfect first way to see Dylan. And it was in the 90s, so it was a while ago. He was a, he was a bit younger. Uh, but it was really cool, man. It was like a town event like everybody in the town of Gainesville came out for the show like there were the people that traveled to see Dylan but then you could just see these families like a grandma and grandpa and parents and kids who probably don't ever go to see live music they came out because Bob Dylan came to town it was really really neat uh, awesome. highly recommend checking out Bob Dylan Emily hated it live <laughs> we took uh, another well, time to Eddie and I saw them we drug our wives and they were both uh, just not too impressed. More recently, Dylan's been doing this bit where he just kind of sits behind a piano and yeah, a lot does of piano. these kind of croony, like Frank Sinatra yeah. type numbers. <laughs> and people are like, I came to hear fucking Blowing in the Wind. Or yeah. Is that a song? That's a song, right? Sure. Yeah. He didn't... Uh, uh, he doesn't do... I mean, he does some of the hits, but he he's always been famous for just rearranging things on the fly. And his band is... Like he might be on stage and all, and he'll go to do a all along the watchtower, and he'll turn around and switch the key right before he says one, two, three, four, and the band has got to be so good they can just go with whatever he wants to do. Wow, he's just, they just a, have to like eyeball it. Yeah, very yeah. interesting performer. Love it, legend. Uh, yeah, and then the other sure. doc I watched last night, Noel, was Heaven Adores You, the Elliot Smith one that's Ugh. been out for a while, and it. it uh, I wanted to see it in the theater when it came out, but it had a very short, limited run and uh, just sort of got by me, but it popped up on Amazon Prime. It was uh, really just so great. Yeah. 
tough to watch. That's that's a sad one. I think I maybe mentioned this on the show before. I saw him live weeks before he died. Oh, really? Um, and he was not well. Like he was just very clearly uh, quite drug addicted. Oh, uh, really? He was, yeah, he was just slurring and Fuck. like couldn't find his capo, but he was like sitting on it. And it was just this whole kind of like seeing somebody sort of like mm. quiet, quietly melting down. Man, kind of. it was yeah. That is tough stuff. He. His audience cared so much about him, and I remember I saw him a, a few times with the band, and then a couple of times by himself. And people would yell out uh, these solo shows by himself, things like, "You know, we hope you're okay," and stuff like that. <laughs> like he was so cherished by his uh, his fan base. It was just so fucking sad the way he went out. I miss that that music, man. We're, we we get cheated when these people, the Jeff Buckleys and the Elliot Smiths, leave us so early. You know. I had a Jeff Buckley into Elliot Smith sesh last night, actually. Mm. Um, that record that Buckley was working on before, right before he died, they put out as sketches from My Sweetheart the Drunk, yeah. which is phenomenal. It was one disc of it is, is more polished, feels yeah. like they did in the studio. So and good. the second disc is all these really dope, weird uh, uh, four-track type recordings. And yeah. one of them, he does this song, this Genesis song called Back in New York City. Oh, yeah. That's really weird and like trippy and, you yeah. know, um, with all these loops and stuff. And it's just, he's just, he was such a creative guy. And Grace is incredible. Oh, yeah. It's such a straightforward record. Like I, I wanted to, I, I would, that really showed that, oh man, he's, he's got some weird shit up his sleeve. Like he was going to. Yeah. Who knows where he was bit. going. Mm -hmm. His was even more sad too, because it wasn't like, addiction or uh, he didn't die by suicide it was like he died living life you know he wanted to go swimming he jumped in the river to swim never came back you know he's the kind of guy that takes his shirt off and jumps in the mississippi river at midnight after totally. a recording session and yeah yeah, yeah. it's fucking so sad man mm. there was um your buddy uh matt gorley had this podcast where he would interview i can't remember the name of it it just ended but he would interview like kind of behind like like second second tier players from big movies yeah i was there um, too that's the one and he interviewed the woman who played the uh senator's daughter in silence of the lambs who mm -hmm. was stuck in the pit you yeah, know yeah. with uh with the, <laughs> the the dog and all that shit um really really great really cool lady but she was talking about how she used to be jeff buckley's roommate oh wow um and just a really weird like uh, totally unexpected twist to the story huh. and was talking about how like he needed a place to stay and he let she let him stay with her for wow. free. he was like the door guy at this club that she liked and or something like that and they just became best of friends and it was just a really really touching little story that was Jeez. unexpected I highly, it, was, it was literally the last episode of that series. We wrapped it. So if you guys want to check out that story, it's the it's the uh, the last episode of uh, I Was There Too. I think that's right? the name of it, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. All right, everyone, we're going to do Grip This. It's been a while. I got some shit on Facebook for not doing stuff like this anymore. Specifically Grip This, so I'm doing it, Noel. We're going to talk about script supervisors. Nice. Uh, They call them scripties. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the day, they would call them uh, continuity clerks or mm-hmm. uh, script girl, of course, because it was old Hollywood. And uh, it, it has historically been a job that a woman performs. I don't think in all of my days on any set, I ever worked with a, a man as a script supervisor. And perhaps one of the reasons is that uh, you have to blend in and just sort of be ever present but not loud and obnoxious about mm. things that are going on. The script supervisor is uh, the the right-hand person of the director, um, almost as much as I would say as the assistant director. Uh, and if you don't know what a scripty does, a scripty oversees the continuity. Um, they do a lot of things. They oversee the continuity of a movie. So uh, when they go to shoot a scene, like a few minutes beforehand when they're prepping, you will see everyone from the wardrobe person to the prop person, and especially if it's a carryover scene, like if you broke for lunch or if you're coming back to it, come over to the scripty and be like, hey, which hand was the was the gun in? Was the gun cocked? Was the collar was the collar up on the side like it is right now, or did they do that during lunch? Because it's got to all match, and that's all on scripty. And won't they take, like, Polaroids and stuff, too, to, like, do, when they do, like, last looks or whatever? Yeah. They'll make sure that they know, and they keep that filed away in their little folder, and so yeah. they can pull out that thing and see. Because it's not like they can make notes of that all that by hand and remember it. They have to, like, have some kind of visual Sure, reference, you got a reference. Think, yeah. These wow. days, I think they're using the old iPhones and iPads for that kind of thing. Wow. That makes perfect sense. But yeah. back in the day, it was a big stack of Polaroids. Uh, and then during the scene, they record what's going on and how a line may be said. They mark, uh, they're sort of the liaison between the director and the editor who is obviously not on set. And a lot of times they'll be sending, not a lot of times, always they'll be sending footage to the editor because they kind of get to work right away. It's not like they shoot the movie, then send it to the editor. And they, uh, so they'll be making notes and they will hand those notes over to the editor 
Um, like we did 18 takes. The director really loved two, six, and nine, and a double star next to nine because he thought that was the best take. Um, or maybe this director, um, maybe she thought that uh, they didn't get it at all. So she was she wants you to look at these to see if you can marry these three takes instead of using what we thought was going to be one take. So just sort of notes like that, the director is constantly giving to the script supervisor to pass along. Um, what else? Uh, they're watching the script, obviously. They're reading along. Uh, if it's a movie where you, um, where the dialogue is, you really have to nail and it's not like you're improving and doing whatever, um, they, they make sure that you get it right. Uh, if it is improv stuff, they have to keep up with that because... Christopher Guest five takes later might be like, oh, wait, what was that? That was great what you were doing before. And the actor goes, I don't even know what I was doing. I was just I went in the zone. Mm -hmm. That's where Scripty comes in and say, oh, you did a little bit about your fly being down or whatever. So also, like, is that the person that someone yells line? Yeah. <laughs> the, line. the script supervisor will yell out the line or not yell yeah. out. They will very quietly yeah. tell you the line. Uh -huh. uh, they will time the script with a stopwatch. Uh, if it's required, I think for movies, you don't see that as much unless it's a really sort of timed thing that has to be a certain length. But on commercials, especially in music videos where timing is everything you have, they sit there with a stopwatch because they know like you've only got three seconds to, to do this bit because the commercial is only 30 seconds long or whatever. Uh, what else? No, they keep in, they, it's called the axis of the scene. It's sort of where the camera position sits in relation to the mm. actors and the actors eye lines. So they'll keep up with all that and be like, no, you were over the shoulder in the scene and you were looking from left to right because that's where the horse is galloping away. Uh, cause you know, some actors are great at that and other actors are so into their performance. They really, really rely on scripty to kind of point out this stuff. There's a really great Instagram account that I follow and it's going to be so useless because I can't remember the name of it, but I'll try to remember for next time. But it, it shows like split screens of like this, like really awesome sequences in movies. Uh -huh. And it shows like the on set version mm -hmm. versus the, uh, the actual, you know, finished edit. And that one that I saw recently was like, I don't remember what movie it was from, but it was, uh, I've seen it. I've seen it done for Children of Men as well. A big scene where it was a one-shot tracking thing, and then something blows up, like a, one of the buildings explodes, and everyone like is running, screaming. Yeah. But it shows them having like firing all those, you know, those uh, explosives and all of the like the things that have to happen to make a, a scene like that go off without a hitch, and probably so much budget lined up in that, and extra yeah, yeah. personnel. I love and, that stuff. I don't know. It's really cool. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you on, on Instagram. I think you'd dig it. I will totally dig that, Noel. Uh, what else? I guess the final thing they do, or I mean, they do a lot more, but they keep track of the, uh, the takes as in the camera department, they work closely with the camera department. So, uh, they have to, you know, the clapper, the loader comes in and claps mm -hmm. the old clapper down. And on that slate, it says who the director is, what take it is, what scene it is, uh, maybe who the camera, uh, cinematographer is. And, and the script, he is watching that thing and they will say like, it's take four, not take three. And so they'll quickly erase it and put take three before anyone notices. So Scripty's kind of the best friend of a lot of departments. Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, very important job. Uh, if you, uh, I always thought this was a job my mom could have done in retirement. <laughs> uh, it's a great gig. Like you show up, uh, you don't have to be there super early. Um, you know, you, you, you kind of have the director's hour. So you show up when they show up and as soon as they call cut, you make your copies of the stuff that you got to send out and you go home 
and you're just sort of quietly always there. You got to have really good handwriting, have to have a nice demeanor. Uh, you get paid very well, like all film jobs. So if you, if you are someone who is comfortable not being the center of attention and comfortable with being seen and not heard and has a great eye for detail, nice penmanship, uh, script supervisor might be the job for you. But how do you work your way up to that? I mean, it seems like such a rarefied there position. There isn't, because there's know? no assistant. It's not like you can start out in a department and work your way up. It's one person. So you just kind of have to make that decision. Like, I, this is what I want to do. And <laughs> try and just get in there any way you can. Because it's all about, like, who you know. I mean, like, the reason yeah. David, my, my ex's husband, got this job is because he works with this crew and like they, he, every time a gig comes up, they hire out the people they want. That's you right. Know? And it's not even like the production. It's the, the production hires the guy and then the guy hires the team. Right. So it's like, you really just have to get in there and like get, you know, your, your foot in the door and then get in the union, I guess. And that's a big part of it too. Yeah. I'm not sure um, what union they're in. Uh, but I know that personality, like you've got to be good at your job, obviously. Oh yeah. And have that great eye for detail, but your personality goes a long way as a scripty. Uh, if the director really likes working with you she might just be like you know uh, you're, you're my, you're my you're yep. person forever mm -hmm. uh, i like having you around you've got my back and you know uh you know how to do your job in a, in a nice kind of quiet unassuming way which is a big part of it so that's it noel that's grip this hope everybody learned something i sure did chuck <laughs> i sure did i'm wondering if i should go get my computer charger i think i should do it because i'm at 20 percent Skype just eats it up. Yeah. I came down here with a hundred percent null. Yeah, man. All right. Always plug in. Always plug in. All right. I'll be right back. Okay, cool. I'll just entertain the people. With and we can leave that part in, Ramsey. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus Paint. 
starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Okay, Noel, I'm back. Through the magic of editing, me running up two flights of stairs took no time at all. I know. You don't seem winded or anything. (laughs) Strangely, I'm not. Actually, we experienced that in real time, Chuck. I was entertaining the folks at home while you were away. I was singing little Muppet-type songs. So, Oh, well, uh, shit, we could uh, leave all that uh, in yeah. if you want. Well, I mean, some of it. I think it'll be clear to Super Producer Ramsey where to, <laughs> where to, where to, where to <laughs> institute the cut. So, Noel, we're going to move on to uh, a little thing called the casting couch. Ooh, sexy. That is where I get you on the couch, Noel, and make sweet, sweet love. I do have a couch uh, <laughs> right here. How, how do you, where do you want me? Huh? Well, and I, don't, Just, I can make anything work, no. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> I know your holes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, all right. So we're going to go to Casting Couch, and uh, with all these music biopics, biopics that are out and have been out, everyone's talking about what's who's next, you know? What movies are next? I know you don't like those movies, Noel, but pretend for a minute you do. What do you want to see? Um, well, I actually do want to see the Elton John one. I really liked Bohemian Rhapsody quite a bit. And I know there's some, some, some of the same personnel, right? That did those two. Am I, am I mistaken about that? Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, I don't know. Was there? I thought there was. I thought it was the same director. Oh, like, I, maybe. Brian the person Singer he... got fired. And then so the whoever that, took over. Yeah. I think okay, he perhaps. went on to do. Rocket Man, which everyone that I've talked to about said is so awesome and dreamlike and fantastic. And did you see it, Rocket Man? Oh, sure, several times. Was it kick ass? Did you I know liked it? it a lot. Let's see. Uh, I, I don't know. I think the Bowie one would be cool. I know there's one mm. in the works, but it looks a little twee, honestly. Like it doesn't look like it's going to be hard hitting cinema. Oh, is, is it actually happening? Yeah, Do, is, they've, they've got a cast? guy. Yeah, let's see. Bowie biopic what's his he's a, he's somebody i hadn't heard of uh well then i i was errant because uh it's about the young david bowie yeah stardust oh it's already out yeah it doesn't look good why do you got to mess up a bowie movie already isn't that crazy like how does that even ha- how is that allowed to happen johnny flynn yeah, I don't know that person. He just seems kind of like a little huh. twee pop star from South Africa, kind of. Well, I missed the memo, Noel, because I asked to cast uh, the Billy Joel movie, the Stevie Nicks movie, and the David Bowie movie. So I did not no, realize saw, there was a Davey one. I, I think we can count this one as a wash. Like, let's just pretend okay. this one never happened. Right. Maybe it's great. I, I'm sorry. I don't, want, I don't mean to malign it before having seen it, but based on the casting and the, the look of it, that kind of came and went, does not bode well. Um, but... I love, dude, Tilda Swinton always comes up, and I just think that's so clever. Uh, I would love to see yeah, that. Sure. It might, it might be tough to sustain for a whole movie. I don't think but, so. I yeah, mean, if I Kate Blanchett can play Bob Dylan. Yeah, but that was only in one little vignette, and, like, and it was meant to be kind of weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good point. Uh, our oldest of friends, Frank Adakis, first name Debbie, says Stevie could be Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter. I could see that. 
Uh, Eddie Redmayne for Bowie. Yeah, why not? Uh, Billy Joel could be Michael Keaton for the older version. The young Joel could be played by a tussled Timothy Chalamet. A tussled <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet is way too handsome and chisel-jawed to play Billy Joel, who's always been a very round human. True. Uh, uh, and Chalamet's playing Dylan, so. Is he really? Oh, yes. In real life? And in the movie? IRL in a cool. IM. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait for that. Uh, Kristen Glenn Kister, one of our old friends, says, uh, Jillian Anderson should reprise the role of David Bowie from American Gods. Uh, Florence Pugh or Amelia Clark for Stevie Nicks. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, she said, Billy is hard. I'm, I have such an unabashed love of Billy Joel. Me too. That I'm not sure there's a person who could do it to my liking. James McAvoy, maybe. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Maybe. He, he, can, he can be so versatile, man. Like, he really, he's one of those ones that'll, like, beef up or, like, you know, get all gaunt and shit. Like, like oh, my God, old. did you see that movie where he played all the different personalities? He played them all so great. No, that was, that's exactly <laughs> kind of, that, I think he did a fabulous job in that movie. No, no. Um, I like him very much, yeah. I think that's a pretty smart, smart casting call there. Yeah, and he sort of has that look a little bit. Uh, Jay Frazier says, too, Billy Joel, James McAvoy would do solid uh, representation. Stevie Nicks. I'd go the Lady Gaga route. Okay. I could see that. Maybe. E even the uh, if they did a good wig job, you know, I think she would she would be pretty good. Okay. Well, I could go for that. I mean, I certainly think she's wonderful. But boy, I love Stevie Nicks. Uh, David Bowie, Eddie Redmayne. Everyone is saying Eddie Redmayne. Do they know something I don't know? Uh, I think he's a, he's a little too... Nerdy looking or something? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm not feeling it. Uh, Sar Chili says Bowie, Tilda Swinton. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, someone I saw someone say Billy Lord for Stevie Nicks. That would be great. And Elijah Wood for Billy Joel. Hmm. Nah, not for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, young Billy, modern Billy Joel, Paul Giamatti. That's for Mike Sams. I've heard that too. That That would not be bad. As an older Billy Joel. Uh, Mark Ballas as young Billy Joel from Dancing with the Stars. Who is that, Noel? I don't know, but holy fuck, I did not realize that Billy Lord was uh, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yeah. She's in all the American Horror Story shows, isn't she? Uh, I don't know. Don't watch those. Yeah, she totally is. She And, and she's, yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. I had no idea. Now, now I'm looking at her in the face, and I'm like, how did I not realize that? So yeah, I am now looking at Mark Ballas from Dancing with the Stars. He would make a great young Billy Joel. Because you got to have that uh, sort of those sad puppy dog eyes, which he has. He's more handsome than young Billy Joel, but they're always better looking. Let's get real. Almost always better looking. Yeah, good job. That's from how Mike Sands. How do you how do you, is it Ballas? B A L L A S. Mark Ballas. He could totally be a young Billy Joel. Grow that afro out. Nice. That white boy afro that he had. Uh, another vote for Elijah Wood. This is from Ben McVitie. Uh, Stevie Nicks. Another vote for Billy Lord. Why is everyone saying Billy Lord? I mean, she doesn't. She sort of looks like her. She's. You got to see her in um, American Horror Story. All right. She's real versatile. Like she's she plays. Very different characters in each season and is, is always kind of like disappears into the role. I, I really think she's super talented. Okay, fair enough. Uh, David Bowie, Jonathan Groff. Hey, I love Groff. Uh, 
Doesn't look enough like him for me. Mm. Jimmy Kuykendall says, Billy Joel, John C. Riley. <laughs> John C. Riley. I don't think uh, <laughs> that'd be fun, but <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure about that. He's sort of in that middle range where he can't play old or young. Exactly. He, uh, he is He is an original. He can't, he, he's kind of like, he's just himself, you know. Another vote for Lady Gaga and another vote for Tilda Swinton. Uh, Garrett Keels says Billy Joel played by John Roderick. Oh, that's funny. Roderick and I had a, a not famous because it was only between us, but we had a little dust up about Billy Joel once where I made him eat crow years later. He was bagging on him. I was like, you don't know what you're talking about, dude. You take that snobbery elsewhere. And then about a year later, I heard on another podcast, Roderick talking about getting free tickets to go see Billy Joel and went and was like, God damn it. If I didn't know 30 of those songs oh, by yeah. heart and had a great time. And he, I was he, like, I, you owe me an apology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the early stuff in particular, like, uh, is there a song called, um, it's like the name of a, of a city, like Berlin, or Vienna, like, Vienna. That song is awesome. Slow that down, is just, you crazy yeah. child. You know yeah. you're so ambitious for a juvenile. Yep, very Such good. Such a great song. I know them all, Noel. He was my and first did, big music did, crush. Didn't he do For the Longest Time? Sure. Uh, but like, like, like he made like a real doo record or yeah, something. Yeah, the whole thing. For the longest Innocent time. Man was doo For the longest time, I didn't realize For the Longest Time was Billy Joel. Yeah. It just sounded like a like a girl group hit or something. You know what I mean? Or like yeah, that was very, his ode yeah. to his youth and the, the, those groups from his youth. Not mm -hmm. my favorite record, but, um, you know, had plenty of hits. Oh, that's a good song, though, dude. Uh, let me see. Garrett Keels, let's finish up. Stevie Nicks played by Hilary Duff. Hmm. I could see that if she's still around. And Hugh Jackman is David Bowie. Uh, Nick Kelly says Emma Stone for Stevie Nicks. Nah. Uh, Billy Joel kind of looks like Paul Giamatti these days, but that yeah. would be Buck Wild. That's what Nick Kelly says. Buck Wild. Uh, Billy Joel, Dean Norris, Hank from Breaking Bad. Maybe his old Billy Joel. I can see that. Stevie Nicks, uh, David Spade. <laughs> this is from Austin Debsky, by the way. Good one, Austin. Tilda Swinton's getting a lot of votes, Noel, so that must have been bandied about online. Oh, it's certainly been discussed, yeah. Uh, another vote for Michael Keaton. This from Steph Shannon for Billy Joel. Another vote for Gaga. And another vote for Tilda Swinton. Why is everyone saying the same people? It's just in the zeitgeist, man. I don't know. Christine Davis-Baker says, uh, younger version, Rami Malek. Nah, he can't do. He's way too square-jawed. And he did Freddie Mercury. You can't do two. You can't be Freddie Mercury and Billy Joel. Uh, Stevie Nicks, Glowy uh, Grace Moretz. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon is an older Stevie Nicks. And then Robert Sheehan from Umbrella Academy for David Bowie. Do you know him? Uh, I know Umbrella Academy. I don't know the names of the actors super well. Oh, uh, okay. I'm looking at him. He's, he's He's got a face that could work. Let me see. Which one is he? He's Irish. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's the guy that makes ghosts. Uh, and oh, I'm... I recommend Umbrella Academy a lot, Chuck, if you haven't. If you want like kind of like an adult, weird superhero. Porn? Uh, yeah, full full, <laughs> full porn. Um, but also Doom Patrol, which is on um, uh, HBO Max now, which is another. Brendan Fraser is in it. He plays like a, a robot guy. Oh. You don't see his face very much, except for when the first, the very first scene and the rest of it's wow. just his voice in a robot suit. I'll uh, check that out for sure. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, let me see. Angela Cox is Natasha Leone for Stevie. Alexander Skarsgård for Bowie. And Adam Sandler for Billy Joel. 
Hey, it's not the worst idea, actually. Everyone's saying Billy Lord. That is interesting, because I, I agree with you. I don't think she's the spitting image, but I wonder what it is in the zeitgeist of, of Billy know. Lord. I think it maybe is because she's been in, like, there's so many of the seasons of American Horror Story, like, oh, shit, you know what? Stevie Nicks was in American Horror Story. She okay. was in the, the witch season of American Horror Story, and Billy Lord's character was very, like, close with her oh. and, they, and they kind of uh dress resembled okay or something that yeah. makes sense that, that might be why people are saying that uh zach pointer says billy joel jean renault yeah they got the same eyes stevie nicks emma watson i could see that david bowie don dane dehan i don't know who that is dane dehan oh sure i know that guy the guy with the uh Sort of the creepy ice blue eyes. I think he was. Was he it? No. No, no, it it, it was Bill Skarsgård. Oh right, right, right. Who I believe at least one person dropped for a Bowie. Um, and I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, someone here recommends. Uh, Ansel Elgort. Oh, he's the guy from Baby Driver. Yeah. For Billy Joel. Way too handsome. Uh, Lily James for Stevie Nicks and Eddie Redmayne for Bowie. That's from Scott Christopher Ledford. Not too bad. All right, let's finish up here with a couple of more. I'm looking for different people here. Uh, let me see. Miley Cyrus for Stevie Nicks. That's from Angela Martin Cluck. I think a lot of people would revolt against that decision. God, just yeah. for reasons other than, uh, you know, her acting ability. She's divisive, no. I'm wrong about Billy Lord being in this season with Stevie Nicks, but Stevie Nicks definitely was in a season of American Horror Story. Oh, really? And Billy Lord's in almost every season of it, but it appears that she was not in the season that Stevie Nicks was in, which is super strange. I don't understand the internet. Uh, all right, Keith Edward here has a new one for Billy Joel. Someone I don't know, but is pretty great looking for this role. Ben Platt with two Ts. Look up that guy. He... Very much could be a young Billy Joel. Yeah, that's good casting right there. What's the name again? Ben Platt. This is coming from Keith Edward. Uh, I'm picking up what you're laying down there, buddy. Uh, and he says, Billy Lord is Stevie Nicks and Janet McTeer is David Bowie. Interesting. Stevie Nicks, Millie Bobby Brown. That's from our buddy, The Danger Oven. She's too young. Bradley Cooper's Billy Joel. Oh, Gail, what are you talking about? Bradley Cooper can't play Billy Joel. <laughs> he can he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> He's eight feet taller than Billy Joel. Is Billy Joel a short man? He's a little guy. They're all short and all. You ever been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> I haven't actually. Are you saying all rock stars are short? Most. Really? Yeah. I mean, I have a theory. I don't think it's I own this theory, but it's is you know you're a little little person and you don't uh, grow up playing sports necessarily. So what do you do to get chicks? You turn to that piano or the guitar. You walk mm -hmm. through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's a section with clothing, actual clothing. Mick Jagger, Prince, you're walking around looking at all these Springsteen. They're real clothes, Noel. It looks like you're walking through the ch children's section of a department store. Amazing. Like Mick Jagger's <laughs> pants look like a 10-year-old should wear them. That's hilarious. And Prince, all of them. They're little. Rare is the six-foot rock star. Uh, all right, Noel. That's all I got. Good casting, everybody. Oh, yeah. 
Very good. Well done. And uh, if you don't have anything else, then I think we'll just sign off for this week. I look forward to seeing you again, though. Yes, sir. In the Me near, too. near future. Oh, I hope so. Take care and uh, don't get COVID. Okay. And that goes for everybody. Stay oh, God, safe. Yes. Stay well. Please. Wash your hands. Wear a goddamn mask. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.